Good evening, Riffers. This is Riffs and Rules, the 5e D&D podcast, where you go to the many 5e books and talk about various rules and hunter gameplay experience. I'm Nathan, the Dungeon Master of Riffwake. And I'm Remy, a player on Riftwake and a Dungeon Master myself. And today, we're here to talk to you about the Bag of Holding and related items. So... The Bag of Holding is a classic magic item in Dungeons & Dragons, and it is included in the basic rules of 5th edition. So, before we talk about exactly what it potentially can be used for, and how to get one, and all that kind of stuff and implications of, I'm just going to go ahead and read the text of the item itself, and we will definitely be going into more detail after the fact. Bag of Holding. Wondrous item. Uncommon. This bag has an interior space considerably larger than its outside dimensions, roughly two feet in diameter at the mouth and four feet deep. The bag can hold up to 500 pounds, not exceeding a cubic volume of 64 feet. The bag weighs 15 pounds regardless of its contents. Retrieving an item from the bag requires an action. If the bag is overloaded, pierced, or torn, it ruptures and is destroyed, and its contents are scattered in the astral plane. If the bag is turned inside out, its contents spill forth unharmed, but the bag must be put to right before it can be used again. Breathing creatures inside the bag can survive up to a number of minutes equal to 10 divided by the number of creatures, minimum one minute, after which time they begin to suffocate. Placing a bag of holding inside an extra-dimensional space created by handy haversack, portable hole, or similar item instantly destroys both items and opens a gate to the astral plane. The gate originates where the one item was placed inside the other. Any creature within 10 feet of the gate is sucked through it to a random location on the astral plane. The gate then closes. The gate is one way only and can't be reopened. Oh boy. So, the classic use of the bag of holding, it is the Mary Poppins bag, the Hermione's beaded bag. It is the bag that is bigger on the inside. I'm not going to make the TARDIS joke because that is a structure, not a carryable item. So two feet in diameter and four feet deep. So that is actually rather interesting because I don't know if they just they mathed bad or if it's just a matter of magic. But if it's a two foot diameter at the mouth, then that would mean two feet by two feet by four feet, which would be 16 cubic feet. So the fact that it has an internal volume of 64 feet expands that by Oh, is that a factor of four? So the fact that the bag will always weigh 15 pounds, but can hold up to 64 cubic feet of volume has a lot of fun, fun ways that it can be used. So the most obvious thing that a bag of holding is used for in D&D is to simply carry your stuff without worrying about the encumbrance rules. So there are rules about how much weight a character is able to carry before getting slowed down by carrying a lot of heavy stuff or just flat out being unable to walk because they have too much shit. And the bag of holding is incredibly convenient for players and as well as dungeon masters to simply hand wave away. You are not actually carrying the stuff. It is in your bag of holding and you do not have to worry about the actual weights or why and how are you carrying so goddamn much stuff. 
So, Nathan, based on the things that I have already said, what's your take on the bag of holding? I think it's a really um, cool reward to give to players, especially uh, if you want to give yourself a... You need to do less work in regards to managing the amount of stuff that players carry, and there's certain cool things that a players can do with it if they're smart. So I think it's generally a very fun magical item that can be given at any level as a pretty cool reward to players. Oh? So you said that there are other uses for it if you're smart. Do go on. So, like, um, if you can find a way to... for example, get someone inside it, say you have like some spell that allows you to change your size or you can, um, for example, in arc one of uh, the Riftway podcast, the party used it to prevent people from um, tracking them by using it as a, since it's a different plane, they're not able to track the party from the item because uh, from the item that was in it because uh, the item was basically in a different dimension as per rules. Indeed. So the bag of holding is a favorite of mine because it is absolutely more powerful the more creative the person who's holding it can be. Because it is an extra dimensional space, that phrase means that it is not in the same plane as the person holding it. So that also means that if you have something in it, it could not be scried on. If you have a person in it, they can survive for up to 10 minutes, it explicitly says, before they begin to suffocate. So speaking about just using it creatively then. So the bag itself weighs 15 pounds. 15 pounds is a weight that strong characters could toss quite a ways. There is very often in D&D the long jump situation or the broken bridge type situation where there is some distance of, you know, 30 feet, 50 feet that some players could cross, some characters rather could cross relatively easily, but some very much could not. So if you had a bag of holding in the party, it would be possible to just tie a rope to the bag and then just say, okay, come out of the bag after 20 seconds. So in D&D terms, it says you can be in for 10 minutes and be fine. 10 minutes is a hundred rounds of D&D combat if you are using initiative and a timing tracker. So that is actually quite a significant amount of time. So if you just have the not super mobile party members in the bag of holding and then toss it across the cliff, that's honestly probably a safer way to do it than the typical everyone tied to a rope themselves and it would safely get people across and then they could just toss the bag back after they step out or just use a rope to transport it back and forth on a kind of zip line. There's a lot that could be done through the use of a bag of holding. Not to mention, in an emergency situation, let's say someone, you know, is underwater, then maybe they might start drowning incredibly quickly. But if they just duck into a bag of holding, then that would give them 10 minutes to survive because it does say there is 10 minutes of air in the bag. Then, speaking of water, it mentions that you can hold up to 500 pounds of weight. So 
you could even use the bag of holding, just put 500 pounds of water in your bag of holding and then just have it be completely filled up of that. So maybe this could be something that if you have a higher magic game, that firefighters exist. And even if it's someone who does not have magic themselves, instead of using buckets, they could just have bags of holding to hold 500 pounds of water per bag that only weighs 15 pounds and would therefore be an incredibly efficient method of transporting a pretty significant volume of water. Uh, so just doing some kind of back in the napkin math here, uh, 500 pounds, eight pounds to the gallon. So that'd be 62 and a half gallons of water in a bag of holding. Uh, or actually forget firefighting. If you're going through the desert, if you have a single bag of holding able to carry 62 and a half gallons of water available, and because it's in the bag of holding, it would not evaporate under the sun because it's in the bag of holding. So the point being, it is an incredibly versatile magic item for far more than just the useful to carry stuff use, although it is absolutely still fantastic for that exact purpose. Uh, because if you actually look at a typical character sheet, it's kind of ridiculous how much characters typically carry. So if you think about a fighter, they've got potentially heavy armor, a big weapon, uh, they might have a shield as well. Then they also typically get four javelins that they just have on their person somehow. And besides that, they might have a coil of rope, 10 torches, just the typical explorers pack that adventurers have is a lot of bulky, heavy shit. And yet it is just assumed to be on their person somehow. And if you think about the logical perspective, it gets silly very quickly. So overwhelmingly, DMs tend to prefer to ignore encumbrance entirely and to just not worry about that fact. But having a bag of holding in the party, even if not for every individual person in the party, allows you to officially hand wave it to just say, we have this stuff, but it's in the bag of holding. So it is accessible, but we don't have to worry about it. And then if you think about how one question that also does not come up a lot, most adventurers are carrying a pack with their rations, their ropes, their stuff. And yet, that never really comes up in combat. Is it just assumed that adventurers are constantly fighting with a backpack full of 80 pounds of additional gear? And that never gets targeted by enemies to try to distract them or throw them off balance? Or is it assumed that they drop these incredibly heavy packs and then that could be a potential target for, you know, a rogue allied with the enemy to potentially steal the party's pack? So encumbrance is a hassle to keep track of, but having a bag of holding officially makes it so much easier for a DM. Uh, one thing that I will warn of, there are significant weaknesses to the official version of the bag of holding. So first off, it does specifically mention if the bag is overloaded, pierced, or torn, it ruptures and is destroyed and its contents are scattered in a fucking other dimension. That's dangerous. So especially that first bit, actually. Overloaded is really easy to do for adventurers. So the idea of, oh, if you do just hold it underwater to fill it up, then it, if it just gets 501 pounds of water, then all of a sudden the bag just pops and the water disappears somewhere in the astral plane and then your bag of holding is destroyed. So not to mention the fact that if it's pierced or torn, also destroyed. 
So a lot of people want to throw enemies into a bag of holding to suffocate them. And while that technically works, unless they have absolutely nothing pointy on their person, that is going to end badly. Um, Fun fact, though, it actually would work in that if you did put somebody in a bag of holding and they tried to stab their way out, they don't get out. Again, its contents are scattered in the astral plane. Most people cannot breathe in the astral plane. So technically, you could use a bag of holding as a method of assassination because there is no saving throw. There is nothing that a person can do. It's not a damage thing. It is just flat out, oh, they get teleported somewhere where there's probably not oxygen. So they're likely to have a real bad time. And even besides that weakness, the other one is that you cannot put an extra dimensional space inside an extra dimensional space. So the items that they list are handy haversack and portable hole. And those are absolutely worth mentioning in their own right. So while the bag of holding is a uncommon magic item, which means that at least by rules as written, it is relatively attainable if you do have magic items in your world. So an uncommon magic item would be, what was it, uh, 100 to 500 gold, if I remember correctly. And then the handy haversack and portable hull both are considered to be rare magic items, which would give them a price tag of between 501 to 5,000 gold, again, depending on how you treat magic items in your world. So the handy haversack is slightly different than how the bag of holding works. Uh, Also, one other detail worth mentioning before I read this, the bag of holding as pictured is a satchel. So it is just a bag that will go over one shoulder and to your side. The handy haversack, on the other hand, is explicitly a backpack. So I just think it's interesting that they do have these somewhat thematically different in what type of you know, container they actually are. So this backpack has a central pouch and two side pouches, each of which is an extra dimensional space. Each side pouch can hold up to 20 pounds of material, not exceeding a volume of two cubic feet. The large central pouch can hold up to eight cubic feet of material or 80 pounds of material. The backpack always weighs five pounds, regardless of its contents. Placing an object in the haversack follows the normal rules for interacting with objects. Retrieving an item from the haversack requires you to use an action. When you reach into the haversack for a specific item, the item is always magically on top. And in addition to all that stuff, it just goes on to the normal limitations, overloaded, if it's broken, it ruptures. If it's placed in another extra-dimensional space, it again creates that gate to the astral plane. So talking about the differences, first of all, it is a smaller set of extra dimensional spaces, but it is extra dimensional spaces, plural, which can be quite convenient to have, say, a pouch where you've got your potions tucked away conveniently. Also, just the fact that magically, whatever item you want is always on top. That means that unlike a bag of holding where you might have to actually find where the item is if it gets under something else, the handy haversack is enchanted to put the item magically on top, which is incredibly convenient. Also, the fact that the backpack always weighs five pounds, a third the weight of the bag of holdings automatic 15. So if your backpack is only five pounds, that just makes your day a lot easier. So onto the portable hole, also a rare wondrous item. This fine black cloth, soft as silk, 
is folded up to the dimensions of a handkerchief. It unfolds into a circular sheet six feet in diameter. You can use an action to unfold a portable hole and place it in or place it on or against a solid surface, whereupon the portable hole creates an extra dimensional hole 10 feet deep. The cylindrical space within the hole exists on a different plane, so it can't be used to create open passages. Any creature inside an open portable hole can exit the hole by climbing out of it. You can use an action to close a portable hole by taking hold of the edges of the cloth and folding it up. Folding the cloth closes the hole, and any creatures or objects within remain in the extra-dimensional space. No matter what's in it, the hole weighs next to nothing. If the hole is folded up, a creature within the hole's extra-dimensional space can use an action to make a DC 10 strength check. On a successful check, the creature forces its way out and appears within five feet of the portable hole or the creature carrying it. A breathable creature within a closed portable hole can survive for up to 10 minutes, after which time it begins to suffocate. And then it also has the same weakness of, in the event of uh, getting placed in a bag of holding or other extra-dimensional item, gate to the astral plane, yada yada. So, there are pros and cons to all three of these items. The bag of holding is the cheapest and most available, but is destroyed relatively easily and can also create that gate to the astral plane. But that can happen for all three of them. The handy haversack magically has the item that you want on top, which makes it more convenient. The portable hole, on the other hand, is by a lot the largest of the items. Six feet in diameter and ten feet deep. That is an enormous amount of space. Also, just the fact that it weighs next to nothing. Incredibly convenient. It is basically the size and weight of a handkerchief that you just have in your pocket and are this enormous space to keep your stuff. So the fact that players do love just taking everything that isn't nailed down, and sometimes the nails too, a portable hole is incredibly useful for a party. Also, this item, the portable hole, is the only one that does not say that it is destroyed if it is pierced or torn. So, whether you choose to interpret that as the hole itself being indestructible, or if you choose to interpret that as if it's a more stable portal and that it just does not matter if it gets torn, is up to the dungeon master who's giving it out. So, there are a lot of pros and cons to any of these. However, it is very much worth mentioning, honestly even just reiterating, the whole you cannot put an extra dimensional space inside an extra dimensional space is an incredibly important fact of the history of bags of holding and related items. And I keep mentioning that it destroys both items and opens a gate to the astral plane. One thing that is very important is that it does not have any kind of amount of damage. It does not have any kind of saving throw. If you do create a purposeful breach, so if you had a party with two bags of holding that were to either purposefully put one bag in the other or trick someone else somehow into putting one inside the other, or if you're just really careful and good at planning to just have, you know, one open bag and then just have the second bag just dropped in from above, like whether it's, you know, held open by mage hand or whether you're just a rogue with second story work who's just dropping it from on high to try to make this happen that way. It could be an incredibly 
dangerously effective method to kill incredibly powerful people. Because even at high levels, most creatures still need to breathe. There is magic that is explicitly to not make that a problem anymore. But more often than not, someone is not going to have that magic available to them just at the ready. So they may or may not have that magic item, or they may not have that one of the spells that can deal with that prepared that day. So it does not matter how powerful someone is, or it doesn't matter if it's something like a fucking dragon. It just flat out any creature within 10 feet of the gate is sucked through it and deposited in a random location on the astral plane. So the astral plane is something that can be survived if you can, you know, survive without breathing or if you happen to be extraordinarily lucky and get transported to somewhere breathable within the astral plane. So exactly what is the cosmology of your D&D world and how the astral plane exactly works is very much up to individual dungeon masters. But rules as written is that it's pretty much space. So when it's talking about the astral plane, there are like sentient creatures canonically in the astral plane. I mean, hell, uh, the gods are said to reside in the astral plane. So it is possible if you had a DM make a chart, for example, of where do you get sent in the astral plane? Like maybe, I don't know, uh, you just roll a d20. If you roll a one, you instantly die. If you roll a 20, you end up getting sent to heaven by sheer accident. There are a lot of variations in how good or bad getting to the astral plane is. But considering, again, how transportation between various planes is possible, if difficult, it is possible for someone to try to get themselves back out of the astral plane. But that is generally not going to be an easy thing. So trying to create a trap of bag of holding in bag of holding is horrifically dangerous, potentially. However, once again, those three items, bag of holding, handy haversack, and portable hole, are not the only extra dimensional space magic items. Uh, before I go into the other ones, though, one very important distinction to make. It does specifically say, inside an extra dimensional space created by blah blah blah, or similar item, instantly destroys both items and opens a gate. There are spells that also open extra dimensional spaces, the most common of which is probably Rope Trick, which allows you to just kind of make a safe space for an hour, second level spell, pretty commonly used. So because of the fact that Rope Trick, though, is a spell and not an item, it is not to trigger the destructive combination for extra-dimensional space items. So uh, just to go through the list of what other things exist that might be problematic, uh, let's start low level and work our way up. Uh, let's see. From the Dungeon Master's Guide, there's the Quiver of Elana, uh, which is also known just as the Efficient Quiver. So just a quiver that is a small extra-dimensional space. So technically speaking, this is another one where you could actually relatively easily trigger the trap function of space in space. Oddly enough, it does not actually mention the destructive potential in that magic item, but Bag of Holding's description is relatively clear that extra-dimensional space item in extra-dimensional space item causes bad things. Whether as a dungeon master, if you decided to rule that is only those three that cause that effect, you can. But by rules as written, described in that Bag of Holding's text block, it does just say extra-dimensional space 
item will cause this. So the efficient quiver would cause it, the bag of holding would cause it, the handy haversack would cause it, the portable hole would cause it. Uh, there also exists another very rare magic item called the Mirror of Life Trapping, which is a magic mirror that has extra-dimensional prison cells. So technically, if someone were to be entrapped in the mirror while they had a bag of holding or similar item on their person, that would also trigger that gate of badness. There is one more magic item that just kind of needs to be mentioned in a discussion of the Bag of Holding, which is something called the Bag of Devouring, which is a bag that superficially resembles a Bag of Holding, but is a feeding orifice for a gigantic extra-dimensional creature. Turning the bag inside out closes the orifice. And it basically goes on to mention, just blah blah blah, that the Bag of Devouring will, is a magic bag that tries to eat whatever gets put in it and has a chance of pulling in a creature that reaches into the bag. And this is one of those times where I am annoyed at a canonical thing, just because I personally just find there to be no good reason for this to exist. It is only a magic item that exists as a fuck you to the players. Like, oh yeah, you found what looks to be a bag of holding. And then you reach in and it just eats someone. Th that's just a dick move. I, I cannot imagine why anyone would spend the cost of a very rare magic item to even make such a thing. Even if you are just trying to murder someone specifically, there's way cheaper, more efficient, more likely to work ways to do it than this stupid, stupid magic item. Anyway, sorry, rant on Bag of Devouring over. Anyway, so with all that being said, Nathan, what is your take on the many extra-dimensional spaces that exist? They they be cool. Yes. Uh, well, seriously, uh, I think it's really cool to have um, magical items that basically do a lot of the things that you expect from other fictional magic kind of universes. And it's really fun to get into um, play around with these items and do cool, tricky things with magic, because that's what magic is after all. Absolutely. So with the official stuff out of the way, now let's move on to the homebrew angle of things. So fun fact, actually, before I go into what I have done, is to actually rewind to look at the history of the Bag of Holding. So looking at the system reference document for 3.5, so the way back, well, not way back, but a good bit back in the history of D&D, there actually used to be multiple types of Bag of Holdings that were of different sizes with different weight limits. So you could have a more expensive, bigger Bag of Holding and to me, that is awesome because the official bag of holding does have rather significant space limitations. So the first thing that bothers me about the official bag of holding is the fact that because it is an extra dimensional space, having a volume limit makes sense to me. It having a weight limit, I find to be stupid. That is something that is historic historically consistent that bag of holdings have as far as i'm aware at least always had the weight limitation but just again me thinking with logic instead of magic and you know balance writing to my admittedly biased opinion i would rather it just be a volume limitation and just don't worry about the weight because again that just makes it something that a dm would have to track 
So if you did just ignore that and you just say, okay, you have a bag of holding that is 64 feet of cubic space. So that is a four foot by four foot by four foot cube of space. Okay, I can imagine that in my brain. My players could imagine that and they don't have to worry about the weight. They could just fill four cubic, four cubed feet of space. That works for me. Also, one fun fact as well, in the Dungeon Master's Guide, there actually is a section on how to make magic items more unique. And there is actually a table of additional traits that can be added to magic items to make them, you know, more unique and honestly potentially useful. And there's one particular thing on this list that immediately draws my attention. Unbreakable. Basically, you can't destroy it except by extraordinary means. So with that being said, if you had that added on to a typical bag of holding, then you would no longer need to worry about overloading it because it's unbreakable. You would no longer need to worry about it getting pierced or torn from the inside because it's unbreakable. So having that be a thing available in your world, it could be like one of those common snake oil salesman type things of all bags of holding are assumed to have this enchantment because it'd be incredibly stupid not to. And so grifters would be the ones who just sell bags of holding that don't have that little addition. So you could have it be canon that, okay, bags of holding typically cost four or 500 gold because it's assumed to have this thing. So if you happen to find one that is 300 gold, then, oh, that's a great deal. But, you know, do people in the world know that that is a thing? And this is something that you should not be surprising your players with. It's the kind of thing that like ought to be you know, common knowledge for how the world works. But all bags of holding should have the unbreakable enchantment on it because, again, it is so horrifically dangerous in the event of it being destroyed. So then moving on from that, again, there were different sizes historically to the bags of holding. That is the area where I myself have leaned heavily in terms of my own homebrew. Having the classical bag of holding that is, you know, that normal dimension in the four by four by four, but then by scaling up into rare and very rare qualities of bags of holding to the point where just for fun, the very rare version is usually referred to as the wizard's warehouse, while the middle sized version is often referred to as the wizard's garage, because you then would have a room sized and then warehouse sized space in this extra dimensional space. Then you would also have more air, more options. Then you also open up by having that magic in your world, something like the magic tents in Harry Potter, for example, where you have a tent that is much larger on the inside. Again, having that kind of extra dimensional space creates a huge amount of potential story opportunities, whether that is just through players using it creatively, whether that is through, you know, potential traps, like maybe there's just some old tomb that just has a bag of holding suspended above another bag of holding, then it's just slowly lowering on a timer. So the, pl- the party knows, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit, we have, you know, six rounds until we are fucked, because there is no saving throw, nothing that can be done. And that is a common knowledge fact about the item. 
So uh, like I always say, any item that encourages creative use by dungeon masters and players is something that I very much appreciate. And the bag of holding for its sheer utility as well as potential versatility very much encourages such use. Okay, let's go. Thanks for listening to this episode of Refs and Rules. Please leave us a review and give us five stars on iTunes. Also support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Podcast. Tier stars low as a dollar and even that much really helps us out. Supporters get benefits such as behind the scenes content, early access to episodes, access to the Patreon Discord, where we will chat with the cast and even their shout out on the show. Find us on social media on Twitter at Refwake Podcast, on Facebook as Refwake, and on Reddit on the subreddit r slash Refwake Podcast. And now send us an email riffs and rules at gmail.com that's riffs and rules at gmail.com thanks for listening bye when you need mealtime inspiration it's worth shopping kroger where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week you can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points more savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping kroger worth it every time kroger fresh for everyone fuel restrictions apply